today on CityCast Chicago. You've heard us say it before. Everything cool came out of Chicago. And not just the big inventions like the skyscraper or JB skating, but the everyday stuff that makes life easier. Like the crock pot. Yes, the crock pot. Something my working mom swears by to this day. I'm cooking dinner right now. I'm cooking dinner right now. I'm cooking dinner right now. While it's doing your cooking, you could be doing other things. It's Wednesday, January 19th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Lenore Naxon is the historian of the Crock-Pot, which for anyone who didn't grow up with a Crock-Pot in your house is the original slow cooker. You basically toss in the ingredients, the seasoning, set the temperature, go to work, come home and dinner is ready. Lenore Naxon knows so much about the Crock-Pot because her dad is the one who invented it right here in Chicago. CityCast's lead producer, Carrie Shepard, caught up with Naxon earlier this week. I said something about I'm excited to talk about the Crock-Pot, and you said, well, I'm excited to talk about my dad. So let's start there. <laughs> Your father, Irving Naxon, when when did he come to Chicago? What is his history here in Chicago? Um, he came in the 20s. And so he, um, you know, he was a self-made man. So he needed to understand and get a degree in electrical engineering. So he went to correspondence school. Nice. He was inventing and he couldn't he couldn't afford a patent attorney. So he took the exams. Uh, he studied and took the exams and passed them himself because um, he was always interested in science and engineering. In the family mythology, it's uh, also clearly stated that he was the first Jewish engineer to wow. be hired by Western Electric. My parents, uh, with the help of my uncle, um, bought three lots on the corner of Jarvis and Sacramento in West Rogers Park. And they moved there um, in 42 Okay. to this new home. And they were the first or second house on the block. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were pioneers in West Rogers Park. So you grew up in that house. What do you remember about West Rogers Park at the time when you were growing up? What do I remember? I remember um, that it was primarily Jewish. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that... Um, we had an expansive front and side lawn with beautiful, beautiful elm trees nice. um, so that it was very, very spacious. Um, and it was not a cookie cutter house like so many other words uh, on the block in the neighborhood were. It was very distinct. My dad's factory was close enough to our house that he could that we could actually walk. We very rarely did, but we could. Uh, we also had... Um, what we called the patio, but it was a summer house that was built um, in the late 40s, early 50s. And it was uh, it was enclosed and it had screens on it. And it's where we had meals in the summertime. Uh, Dad had brought electricity into it. And so we didn't have to heat up the oven in the kitchen. And of course, the crock pot was hard at work right. there uh, during the summertime. So we didn't have to heat up the oven. So let's talk about the Crock-Pot, originally called the Naxon Beanery. Where Correct. did this idea, where did your father get this idea to make the Crock-Pot? The inspiration came from his mother, who uh, was Tamara Mary Kozlowski. Um, she was born in a shtetl in Vilnius, um, Vilna, 
A shtetl is not a neighborhood. It's not quite a ghetto, but it's pretty close. It was a, uh, a restricted Jewish neighborhood. And so it was a close-knit community in the shtetl that she grew up in. Hmm. And she told her son, my father, the inventor, that she remembered preparing for Shabbat on Friday afternoon, that her mother would prepare uh, the fixings for cholent. Cholent is a Jewish stew. And so um, she would be take, take the crock that was full of all the ingredients for cholent, and her mother would send it to the local bakery hmm. where the ovens were cooling down for Shabbat. And um, she would take the, the pot over and... Uh, when the stars came out and Shabbat was over on Saturday night, she would be sent to the bakery to bring the still warm pot of cholent back to their home so they would have Saturday night dinner. And we should say for anyone who doesn't know, Shabbat is sunset to sunset, Friday to Saturday, and in the shuttle, right? Like they can't, the ovens are off because you're not supposed to work. So Work, yeah, yeah. It's a separate time. It's a time to to pray and to be spiritual and to um, study and to read and to have family together, but it's not a time to work. And of right. course, you didn't go through lighting a stove. You didn't uh, hitch up the horse and the horse and buggy to take you somewhere. <laughs> right. But, but it's a tradition that some people uh, in the Orthodox community still uphold. So his Jewish heritage inspired your father to invent the crockpot. He got a patent for it in 1940. How did he then start marketing this new appliance? It came with a cookbook, a little pamphlet. It was a value-added thing to teach people how to use it. And dad's, even though it was originally Jewish-inspired, it was always meant to be international because the recipes in this little book are Hungarian goulash, Chinese chop suey, uh, Lithuanian cabbage rolls, uh, mm. Ukrainian chalent, I mean, you know, um, Irish stew, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. I mean, so the intent was always to make it applicable for all different kinds of ethnicities. Yeah, yeah. I do know that primarily in the early days that um, it was used for lunch counters. Oh, okay, You know, sure. um, so that people would make chili. Chili is a great thing in a crock pot. You can go to a Sears catalog and see um, a next, some necks and appliances. This was the heyday of the uh, Sears catalog. Yes. I remember the Sears. I grew up in the 80s. I remember the Sears catalog. And my grandmother worked right, at, exactly. worked at the so, catalog. Um, you could get everything at Sears. Everything. You could get like yeah, I think, I, I think uh, it's it's the precursor to Amazon. It's right? gotta be. It's gotta be. It's such a Chicago company, you know. And and then he well he did he did go to the houseware show. Um, I remember uh, the talk of going down to the merchandise mart for the national houseware show. So your father gets a patent for the Naxon Beanery, which is known more commonly as the Crockpot. But in 1971, he retired, and that was a big turning point for the Crockpot, right? In 1971, he sells his patents and um, the uh, body of um, his appliance business to rival manufacturing. Hey, Joe, is that a crockpot? You mean the one and only rival crockpot, the original stoneware slow cooker that cooks all day? Let me tell you about it. They had been famous for the um, electric can opener. 
And so they look at all his various patents. And apparently, as I've read, it's their home economists who looked at the uh, beanery and said, hmm, I wonder what we could do with this. And they started creating recipes. Mm. Now, I've seen some of their early recipe books, and I have to tell you that much of it is lifted directly from what my dad had created 10 and 15 years earlier. Ah, okay, okay. He had lots of opportunities to make his companies go public, um, but he was financially conservative, and he never wanted to go public because he didn't. He said, "I want to be able to sleep well at night, and I don't want to be beholden to, to um, stock uh, to shareholders." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, to that end, when he sold his company to rival, um, he was asked whether he wanted stock or cash. And being the conservative guy that he was, he took cash. And one can only imagine because the uh, the crockpot blossomed and bloomed and skyrocketed very, very quickly what that stock would have been worth a couple of years later. Yeah, it's well, I mean, if coming from the Depression, that seems like the conservative route was always probably going to be the way. You're exactly right. And I'll tell you, uh, Carrie, one of the things that burns me is almost every interview. And thank you so much for not doing it. Um Almost every interview that I had, and when I tell people that I know about my dad in, in the crockpot, they'll say, oh, wow, he must have made a lot of money. Yeah. And that really burns me because I want to talk about his genius and his creativity. And I actually had to stop the, the, ro- the, the cameras rolling um, for CBS Sunday morning because I told her how f- furious I was. <laughs> <laughs> that that was what they wanted to know that that he had a, you know he must have been very financially successful because of it that was never that was never his impetus that was right. never his priority yes we were comfortable yes we lived a great life yes yes that was all we were able to do lots of things because of success of biz, dad's business but that was never never his priority hey sis Theo, we're going to be right back Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What do you think is the uh, enduring appeal? Like there's the Instapot and there's, you know, slow cooking movements and, you know, but it's it's the Crock-Pot, right? It's all the same. It, exactly. So what do you think is the enduring appeal for people? Well, one of, one of the things is that it's universal. Yeah. And I think um, it's ease of use. It's the fact that you can do whatever you need to do during the course of a day and come back. It's a use of less expensive ingredients. And uh, it's, in many ways, freedom for, for women um, from the bounds of, of, the, of the kitchen. How is the history preserved? Obviously, you are this great historian of it, and you tell the story on on shows like ours and interviews. But 
How would you like to see it sort of, I don't even know, does the Smithsonian have What like a great a- segue. Thank you so much, Carrie. <laughs> um, I, uh, one of my goals has been for it to be preserved in perpetuity, whatever that means. And so um, the first thing I did was to go to the uh, Chicago History Museum. Mm-hmm. And they weren't interested at all. I've attempted to go to the American Jewish History Museum. They've had lots of financial problems that wasn't viable. So I said, okay, be a big girl, Lenore, go to the Smithsonian. Yeah. And so then I uh, wound up uh, in deep conversation with the, um, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's the Museum of Invention and Innovation Mm. that's at the Smithsonian. And they want all of our archive. That's so cool. So, um, and they're not really that interested in the crockpot per se. They're <laughs> interested in him as an inventor and as an innovator. He had over 200 patents. He made um, the first electric fry pan. He made uh, uh, an infrared and um, ultraviolet heat lamp. He made a turkey roaster. Lots of creativity and lots of things. For sure. His mind must have just always been moving, moving, moving. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the washing machine was the bread and butter. So if you had an old Kenmore washing machine, it was a Naxon. If you had a signature washing machine for Montgomery Wards, it was a Naxon. Oh, my gosh. My sisters and I used to joke that Sears Roebuck put us through college. Right. (laughs) I think they probably put a lot of people. Um, When you bought a Naxon washing machine, you got a free box of Tide. (laughs) It came right inside. It sounds like you have really lovely memories of him as a father, too. Not like he was just tinkering away in the basement and not part of your family, which, you know, it sounds like he was still very present. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He was a wonderful father. He never missed a performance that I was in or at. I remember as a a child that um, his favorite thing to do was monthly when the magazine Scientific American came out. Yeah. He would sit in a big chair and just lustily read it from cover to cover. And I remember even as a teenager, I couldn't even read the titles of the articles. I (laughs) couldn't understand them, much less understand the depth um, of the scientific discourse that took place. Uh, Mom used to take dad on cruises um, because that was the only way she could get him away from work because he was so devoted to his work. He was always a philanthropist. He was always an environmentalist. He founded something called the North Boundary Homeowners League. Oh, because yeah. There was a, okay. There was, a, there was a brick factory right over the border in Lincolnwood, and it was uh, spewing terrible uh, fumes into the neighborhood. And so they got that stopped. Very cool. You're the right person to tell his story, it sounds like. Oh. Lenore Naxon, thank you for talking to us, the daughter of Irving Naxon, who created the Naxon Beanery, or as many of us who grew up with one on the kitchen counter call it, the Crock-Pot. Lenore, thanks for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Thank you. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The opioid crisis in Cook County is getting worse. The number of individuals who have died from an overdose was 635 in 2015. Last year's total could top 2,000. You can now order up to four free COVID tests online at covidtest.gov. The primary for the race for Illinois governor is scheduled for June 28th. I'm sorry about yesterday. We told you the wrong date. And some good news to get you through. Tomorrow Never Knows 2022 kicks off tonight. 
Until Saturday, you can catch some of the hottest musicians and comedians performing at six different venues around the city. Check the show notes for more info and tickets. Remember, if you love what you hear from CityCast Chicago, share us with your people. You can also vote us the best podcast and newsletter of 2021 as a part of the Chicago Reader's Best of 2021 list. We're in the City Life section. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. We're in the City Life category. It's kind of like City Girls, but it's City Life.